Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Monday. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. May corn futures down three and a half cents at 647. May soybeans down 22 and a half at 1563 and three quarters. May Chicago wheat up three and a quarter cents at 807 and a quarter. May Kansas City wheat up four at 831. May spring wheat is up three and three quarters at 961 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating or review, especially if you're on that Apple podcast app. If you are watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, hit that like button, leave me a comment. All those things will help YouTube to uh, spread these videos out, help me to grow this thing. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner. I've got a subscription service. You should check it out. It's $49.99 a month. There's no other fee. There's no other obligation. You can cancel it at any time. It's just built to your credit card automatically. You get my morning email every business day. goes out about 6.15 a.m. Central. My text message service, my subscriber-only videos, which have become very popular. All, all of my uh, grain marketing recommendations included there as well. Uh, I did a video on Friday regarding reversal patterns. We had a reversal to the downside in the corn and soybean markets on Thursday last week. And I talked about that technical pattern and how it should be traded, what kind of the textbook way to uh, to react to that sort of reversal would be. So if you're interested in that sort of content, along with a whole bunch of other things from me, uh, let me know. I also did a video yesterday, and I'll do videos on the weekends if there's a big news item. I did one regarding Russia and Ukraine and kind of provided an update there. So check out that subscription deal, guys. Give it a shot. Grain and energy markets rallied late on Friday amid fears regarding the Russia-Ukraine situation. There was a whole bunch of chatter on social media swirling regarding an invasion. The White House again warned that Americans should flee Ukraine, which is not anything new. But the markets really react to all of this. WTI crude oil futures uh, posted their best trade since 2014 on that news or chatter. Uh, spot month futures peaked almost at $95 per barrel on Friday. Wheat was up 30 cents. Corn rallied back sharply. Soybeans rallied back sharply. We've kind of eased back here uh, this morning just a little bit. Grain seemed less concerned. Ukraine has called for a meeting with Russia. The meeting could play take place in the next 48 hours. Russia continues to deny allegations that it will attempt to invade. So I don't know that there is anything drastically different uh, here this morning, but this is a fluid situation. It could change at a moment's notice. Uh, needs to be monitored without a doubt. Big implications for uh, wheat, uh, exports of wheat out of that country, uh, potential to impact uh, production here uh, this next year. So a lot of, of issues here when it comes to Ukraine and Russia, who are big wheat growers, big wheat exporters. Ukraine's also a big exporter of corn. Egypt is concerned about this Russia-Ukraine conflict, and Egypt is the world's largest wheat importer, or they're projected to be this year, 13 million metric tons of imports projected. That's almost uh, 480 million bushels. The country's supply minister in Egypt said that ten uh, tensions between the two countries raises uncertainty in the market. The Egyptian government is working on several protective measures. The uh, supply minister said this, a, fi a finance ministry committee has been formed to study hedging policies and discussions will be completed at the beginning of next month so we can decide if we should go forward with it or not. So uh, importers are becoming concerned. Uh, there certainly appears to be concern within the marketplace. But again, this is a fluid situation. We have no idea how this is going to end at this point. 
Large money managers continue to buy soybeans. Funds were net buyers of an additional 15,000 contracts of beans in the week ending Tuesday, February 8th, according to Friday CFTC report. This net long of 164,000 contracts is not what I would call extreme from a historical standpoint. I think over 200 I would consider to be extreme, but it's it's pretty hefty historically speaking. It's it's not very often that you get up to these sort of levels. Um, you wouldn't know that by looking at the markets this morning. Beans are sharply lower, but uh, large money managers certainly interested in these grain markets. Funds are still uh, extremely long. The corn market, 334,000 contracts as of last Tuesday's close. Funds were net short 32,000 contracts of SRW wheat. If you guys like this chart, this is part of the newsletter. Every Monday morning, I send out these, uh, what I call my fund tracker charts. I think this is very important information. Paraguay soybean crop may be cut in half versus last year. Uh, the country's soybean output could be the lowest in a decade due to the ongoing drought, according to the country's livestock and ag minister. Uh, the minister said this, the reduction is going to be very big. The entire sector is negotiating contracts because there is no product. He said the country is forecasting the bean crop near 5 million metric tons. USDA was at 6.3 last week. Last year was 9.9. So, you know, that cut is not a huge amount by any means versus the, you know, 19 or 20 million metric tons we're going to lose in Brazil. But uh, certainly speaks to the drought and its severity in South Brazil, Paraguay, Uruguay, Argentina, uh, those sort of places. Brazil's soybean harvest is more than 25% complete. One of the uh, big consultancies in Brazil said on Friday that the bean crop was 25, 25.6% harvested versus the five-year average of only 16.2. That season's, or this season's quick harvest pace is being driven by Mato Grosso, and Mato Grosso is the country's biggest soybean producer. Harvest there is 60% complete versus 42 on average. So, you know, central and northern Brazil are in good shape and harvest is moving uh, very quickly. The big problem areas that the losses are all being seen in southern Brazil. Argentina is going to really see pretty minimal rainfall over the next week. And the Buenos Aires Grain Exchange said last week in their report that the remainder of February was very important for the crops in regard to weather. The forecasts really don't look too good. I mean, this is Argentina's corn and soybean growing areas here. And some areas are going to catch some rain, but a lot of areas are going to see very, very minimal rain here over the next seven days. This morning's GFS, GFS model suggests uh, that you'll see some better rains return around the 23rd. But uh, for the moment here, the next seven days really don't look too good for Argentina, for South Brazil, for Paraguay, pretty dry. USDA reported flash sales of corn, soybeans, and soybean oil on Friday. Uh, 30,000 metric tons of bean oil to an unknown destination for the current marketing year. 5 million bushels of old crop corn to Japan. 4 million bushels of new crop soybeans to China. So again, China in the new crop uh, soybean market. A lot of what happens in the bean market, I think, will have to do with uh, whether or not China uh, comes back to the U.S. for old crop beans, given the South American production issues. Do they buy old crop beans? Do they have needs to fill uh, during that old crop time slot? Or can they wait till September 1st, buy the beans cheaper, and put them on our new crop book? That's a big question. Remember, guys, uh, March grain options expire on Friday. So if you have any remaining open positions there, make sure you take a look. We also have a NOPA crush report uh, tomorrow. I will talk about that tomorrow morning. The cattle market finished just a little bit lower on Friday. I guess it's a correction or we're taking a little bit of a breather here. Uh, but cash was good, 140 to 143. Slaughter numbers are back up 120,000 on Friday. Uh, boxes were marginally lower on Friday. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is just marginally higher. The S&P is down 32. The Dow is down 200. Bonds up a little bit. Precious metals just a little bit higher. Crude oil is down 50 cents at 90.90 in the April WTI. Everybody have a great day today. I will talk to you guys same time tomorrow.